Afternoon, my name is Sam. I'm the manager of the BizNet service who are sponsoring this podcast. BizNet stands for Behaviour Intervention Support Network and if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to really an introduction to kind of pave the way for what all the other podcasts we're going to do are going to be about. So it's probably worth me spending a few minutes just explaining what the BizNet project is about and who I am and and what I do for a living. So BizNet is a project that was initially funded by the National Lottery Reaching Communities Fund. It stands for Behaviour Intervention Support Network and it is run by the charity organisation CEDA, which stands for Community Equality Disability Action. Uh, CEDA, as I mentioned, is a charity organisation who provides a variety of services kind of under the umbrella of for people with disabilities. So we've got things like an adult service uh, or the activity hub as they call it, which provides uh, social opportunities and I guess planned activities for adults with disabilities. We have the community services, which runs more bespoke type enabling services for adults and young people. And we also have a youth service, which is a really busy service, which has uh, after school, holiday and Saturday clubs. Uh, possibly further down the line, we might get, I might get some representatives in from those services to tell you a bit more about them, because I think I've probably butchered the description because it's been so long since I've worked in any of them. But my background at CEDA was I used to work in the youth services. I initially started off as a youth services enabler. Now, the youth services at CEDA is a bit of a unique animal, really. You know, it started off initially aimed at young people with more kind of profound physical disabilities. But because we developed a reputation for being able to support people with more maybe explosive or challenging behaviours, it kind of opened the floodgates. And that's probably the bulk of the work that is done now. And certainly my time at CEDA, I tended to be uh, put with those types of individuals, individuals with conditions such as autism, ADHD, social and emotional behavioural difficulties, that kind of uh, format really. And I think really, I mean, I was a bit of a lump, you know, I play rugby and uh, run fairly quickly. So I did tend to be put with the, the more... Uh, explosive, persistent and energetic young people when I was there. I have to say I am eternally grateful that that happened. It's shaped my career, it's shaped me as a person and it's led me into situations where I've got to meet some of the most unique individuals uh, that I've ever come across and, and who have taught me so much probably more about myself than than I've ever managed to teach them. So I spent some time as a youth services enabler. I then went on to sort of work my way up and manage the youth services. And part of that role was talking to parents whose young people were accessing the service. And it kind of, it struck me in a lot of the conversations I had that as a professional, I was at the time having access to lots of training, lots of support. You know, I was I was able to go on courses and learn about autism, all the latest research and things like that. I was 
able to have supervisions with people more experienced than me. I was able to have debriefs with my team when something particularly difficult had happened. All these things that as a professional I had access to. And yet some of the parents that I was speaking to were kind of at a loss of what to do with challenging behaviour or difficulties they were facing with their young person in the home. And, you know, I was getting paid. <laughs> I, I was able to work from nine till four and go home and, and kind of relax. And these parents didn't have that opportunity. So that struck me as something that was maybe um, a, a need. So I sat down with our fundraiser and we wrote the BizNet project. BizNet is really aimed in three sort of areas. The first one is direct services to parents and carers. And we provide a number of different services, which again, in later podcasts, we might go into more detail. But I'm assuming that anyone could be listening to this and, and they might be miles away from where we're at. So we provide direct services to parents and, and really the bulk of my work nowadays is with parents in, in my office, and obviously with the young people that come in as well and, and sometimes supporting them to understand different aspects of social and emotional development and also their own behaviours and the behaviours of others. So we have those direct services to parents. We also, I, I deliver um, parent and carer workshops and training events. And then finally, the sort of third part of BizNet really is to try and go out into the community and talk to businesses and settings about becoming more accessible to to people with neurodiversity if you will kind of hidden disability uh, you know obviously quite rightly lots of settings and services have to put in place accessible equipment you know lifts instead of staircases that kind of thing disabled toilets that kind of thing but often the parents I talk to a lot whose young people have things like meltdowns or challenging behaviours in, in public, they come away with a feeling of judgement. Uh, there, there are lots of things that maybe the staff at certain settings do that can make things a lot worse. And, and I think as a culture, we're, we're getting there, but we're, we're on the, we're, there's a real need for a continued drive for acceptance towards people with, with differences. And, and you know different ways of thinking and seeing things which I guess is what neurodiversity is all about so that's kind of a nutshell of, of me and what I do and the, the project that I work in the, the podcast the aim of this podcast really is is, is give me an opportunity to talk to people uh, which is kind of what I do as a, as a as a career so I don't know why I need so much of that but I find different people very interesting and, and, and I also learn a lot in conversation with people so the guests we're going to have we're going to have a variety of guests people that I've come across in my professional life that either have inspired me in some way or that I, I feel that I have a real sort of shared um, what's the word like kindred spirit I guess uh, that kind of thing, or like-mindedness, you know, shared like shared like-mindedness. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm new to this, so you'll have to excuse the odd waffle, uh, but yeah, that kind of thing. So professionals that I can talk to, bounce ideas back off of, learn things from, and uh, you know, just that kind of stuff, all around the field of behaviour support. I should probably just cover that term. Behaviour support is a term that I use for any individual that needs support to 
change their behaviours because those behaviours are at risk of socially isolating them or perhaps are unsafe to themselves or those around them. You know, I'm not one for trying to change people just because they need to fit in. But if someone is exhibiting a behaviour that is eventually going to lead them to being isolated from society, much as society should pull back the other way and support them, we do live in the real world and we sometimes need to support people to find better ways of doing things that are more useful to themselves. And also some people are struggling to regulate so much that they are perhaps becoming quite aggressive to those around them and quite unsafe. So behaviour support for me as a term is about supporting them to find a better way, not managing, not behaviour management or control or anything like that. It's about supporting them and understanding why those behaviours are taking place and supporting them to find a better way. So yeah, I've kind of gone off on a tangent already. I knew that would happen. Uh, yeah, so that's where the term behaviour support comes from. So that's the kind of field that I'm going to be keeping to, keeping in, eating grass from, uh, <laughs> if you will. So anyone who comes under the term of a professional working in that field. So that could be, for example, people working with people on the autistic spectrum, people working with just challenging behaviour in general, people working with disability in general, uh, people working with drink and drug addiction, uh, mental health issues, anything really where someone is struggling and needs support. I'm also hopefully I'm going to try and get a couple of the parents that I work with on the podcast just to chat to them about the work we do. Um, you know, obviously they'll only they'll only be able to share what they feel comfortable sharing. But I think some of the stories of of success would be really inspiring for people to hear and hear that there are things that can make a difference and, and people that have been on these journeys and, and come out the other side or you know are still going through that journey but are finding ways to, to to make the best of things or or actually just seeing the positive in things and also people that are going through challenges you know I know when we do the parent training workshops one of the the, the biggest sort of plus points on the feedback form which I try not to take too personally uh, is that actually the best thing about the training was meeting other parents going through similar things and you know um, much as I'd love for them to say that the best thing about the training was Sam's presentation style and the way that he put things no it was meeting other parents so you know that's fine though as long as they get something good from it so I think that, that pod, the podcast could be also about that uh, so I wanted to keep this one short so I'm going to come to the end there and just encourage you to stay listening. Uh, this is my first recording, so I'm sure it's full of faults. And don't let it put you off. I'll get better, I promise. And I'll probably be a bit more natural when I've got someone else to speak to rather than just sat here in my studio, which is basically an old conservatory, uh, talking to myself. Yeah, keep listening. <laughs> and... Uh, and um, I don't know you can't I don't know what format this is going to be on yet but if it's on like a YouTube thing please like it please share it that kind of stuff and help spread the word cheers